Sunrise with Shona, Hot 1027. Good morning, beautiful people of God. You are listening to Sunrise with Shona on Hot 1027, and it is always such a pleasure to start my Sundays with you. Today I'm going to be looking at call, God's call on us, because we are all called to ministry. In our diocese here in Johannesburg, we speak about the ministry of all believers because we know that each and every person has a ministry to serve in different ways. Maybe to ordained ministry, but some to lay ministry, some to prison ministry, or feeding the hungry, visiting the sick, or prayer ministry. There are so many ways that we can serve God. So how do we hear God's call, discern God's call, and respond to God's call? That's what I'm going to be looking at today. And I'm going to begin by starting with the collect, which we're going to be praying in church today, because I think this sets the tone for how we should be listening to God and how we should be responding to God. Heavenly Father, by your grace alone you accepted us. In other words, when we pray by your grace alone, we know that it's not through anything we do or through our own works, but it is through the grace of God that we are accepted by God. Then we are told, by God's grace, God calls us into God's service. So it is also through this grace that then we are called to serve God. It's not because any of us are perfect, but through the grace of God and obviously through the Spirit of God, we are called to serve God. It goes on to say, strengthen us by your Spirit. We can only serve God, I believe, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit and we do it in the power of God. Otherwise, we're going to crash and burn or perhaps even burn out. So it is God and God's grace that makes us worthy of the calling and it is God's Holy Spirit that empowers us. So to recap quickly, it's by grace that we are saved and called to serve. We serve in the power of the Holy Spirit and through God's work within us, God in us, we become worthy then to serve as we live in God and God lives in us. Now there are many, many stories of God's calling in the Bible. We could think of Moses and the burning bush, Abram called to leave everything behind and go to a foreign land. But the one we asked to look at this morning is the one from Samuel. And I love God's calling of Samuel. We need to remember that Samuel was the son of Hannah who had been mocked. Um, she was barren, she couldn't bear children. And she was heartbroken and she was in the temple praying and praying and praying. In fact, Eli the priest thought she was drunk. And in that prayer, she promised God that if he gave her a son, she would dedicate him to God for the whole of his life and she would never cut his hair. And God gives her Samuel. And when Samuel is weaned, she takes him to the temple. She gives him to God under the priest Eli. So today I want to read from 1 Samuel 3, 1 to 10. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. And I think that's quite important for us to, to just ponder on that. Why was the word of the Lord rare in those days? Why were visions rare? Um, and we don't know the answer. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called for me. But Eli said, I did not call, lie down again. So he went and lay down again, and the Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call you, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and he went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, 
Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood there calling before him, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. So that is the calling of Samuel, an audible sound. Um, He could actually hear the voice of the Lord calling him by name. And of course, God does call us all by name, but we don't all hear that audible voice. What I love about this particular calling is that God calls all of us in different ways. As I said, Moses from a burning bush, Abraham was just called to leave and go to a foreign land. Um, Samuel is called audibly by the voice of the Lord. And we are told he doesn't yet know the Lord, so he doesn't recognize God's voice. It could also take us to the tomb where Mary Magdalene is standing weeping outside the tomb and she doesn't recognize God's voice. Now, what we need to recognize in all of this and why it encourages me is that it encourages me to be more aware of God, to be more open to God, to perhaps pray that we can hear God. Because as I said, we're all called, but it's what we call to do um, and when we call to do it, that we, we then do it properly in the power of God and we're not just doing our own thing. So it's important for us to spend time in prayer and time in reflection, be aware of God, be open to God and to hear God. Because as it says in this reading, even Samuel does not recognize the voice of God. So we need to be ready to respond as Samuel does and say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And then do whatever God asks us to do through the power of God. So we need to, when we come through a time like Christmas and we looked at Mary's response to the angels, she said, I'm the Lord's servant. May it happen to you. May it happen to me as you have said. So all of us are called in different ways, but we are all called to respond in faith. That's what everyone has in common. They respond in faith. They set out in faith, even though they can't see the end. And they say, here I am, Lord, basically send me. And it's something that I think all of us need to, especially at this time in the world, be prepared to be God's hands and feet and voice in the world. Be prepared to be channels of God's peace and love and joy, to go out and sow God's kingdom, to sow in God's kingdom, God's healing, God's restoration, God's reconciliation. That's what we're called to do as people of God, and all of us are called to that ministry. Coming up now on the Mighty Hot 1027, Broken for You. Sunrise with Shona, Hot 1027. Broken for you on the Mighty Hot 1027. Good morning. You're listening to Reverend Shona from St. Mark's Anglican Church, and it's great to be with you this morning. I've been looking at call, and I've looked at the call of Samuel and his response to God. Speak, God. Your servant is listening. I'm a I have reminded us of the call of Mary and her response, which was, let it be as you have said, um, I'm the Lord's servant. I've looked at the call of Moses from the burning bush, the call of Abraham to leave everything. And I've spoken about how the one thing everyone has in common is that they respond in faith. I want to move now to John's gospel, John 1 from verse 43, and it's a calling of Philip and Nathanael. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him, he said to him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? And Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see even greater things than these. 
And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angel of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So what do we learn from this reading? I believe it emphasizes how we are all called, as I've been saying all morning. And in fact, when we look at Jesus' disciples, they were ordinary men. So we don't have to have extraordinary gifts. These were ordinary men from rural areas, fishermen, perhaps farmers. Jesus did not choose the elite, the educated and influential people in society. He chose ordinary people to serve him. And that's why we say everyone is called. It's not about whether you have a theology degree or not. It's not about whether you are some fancy businessman or not. God calls and speaks to each one of us because I firmly believe we each have a divine purpose, a reason why we're here, something that God calls us to do here on earth, to make a difference. So while the disciples were all different, one thing about them post-resurrection is that they remained strong in God and that they went out in the power of the Holy Spirit with unwavering faith, just like the others we spoke about. So looking at this reading, the call of Philip and Nathaniel, I love the way Jesus just calls the disciples. He doesn't go into long explanation. He finds Philip and says, come with me. Philip then finds Nathaniel and says, we found the Messiah. And in my shortened version, Nathaniel then is skeptical and says, can anything good come from Galilee? And I think perhaps we also do that with other people. We look at them and perhaps we're judgmental. If they don't come from the same background as us, if they're different, I'm very fortunate to be in a church that is very mixed, people from all over Africa. And we, we learn to appreciate each other's gifts and to realize that that is what makes us strong, is that we're all different. We all have various understandings, various contexts that we come out of. And when we try and understand each other and move together in God, that is what makes us strong. So Jesus calls all these different people, and Nathaniel then is skeptical because he says, can anything good come out of Galilee? Obviously, in their minds, Galilee was not the place where someone good would come or the Messiah. But Philip answers, come and see. It reminds me of the shepherds who left their sheep and went to see the Messiah. And on that Sunday, I said to you, Jesus invites each and every one of us every day to come and see. And earlier in the reading, we also told Jesus says, come and see. So Nathaniel goes with him to Jesus and Jesus says to him, you were under the fig tree. And of course, What is his response? His response is one of awe and wonder. How did Jesus know he was under the fig tree when Philip called him? And Jesus says to him, just because I say, and and that's what I love about Jesus, that's absolutely nothing that I knew you were under the fig tree. That's nothing to God. God is so much bigger than all of this. And that's why we should always be living, I believe, in awe and wonder, because God is bigger than all of this. He says, I saw you under the fig tree. Basically, so what? But he says, You will see even greater things and you will see the heavens open and an angel descend and ascend on the power on on myself. And so Jesus dismisses um, Philip and Nathaniel's awe that he could see that he was under the fig tree and expresses what they will actually see. And I love the fact that um, Jesus is so genuine with them, just so normal with them. Don't worry about that. So I can see you under the fig tree even when I'm not present. That's okay. But God will do even greater things than that. And of course we told that. Jesus tells the disciples that when he goes and the Holy Spirit comes upon them, they will do even greater things than these. And we have seen the heavens torn open just before this when Jesus is baptized. And we've seen the Spirit come upon Jesus and the voice from heaven affirming him. So we know that these things are possible. For Philip and Nathaniel, they still need to see that. Now I'm going to go back to Jesus saying, come and see. He says the words 
to the disciples, he says the words um, to others, come and see. And I'm going to stress that that is an invitation for you and I. Come and see. Come and see because God loves us. Come and see the God who created us. Come and see the God who calls us and invites us to step out in faith. Just come and see. And when you come and see, you will see what God will do in and through your life when you surrender your whole life to God. Coming up now on the Mighty Heart 1027, all over the world. Sunrise with Shona, Heart 1027. All over the world on the Mighty Heart 1027, you are listening to Sunrise with Shona. And if you've just joined me, welcome. Today we've looked at God's call on our lives and how we called to minister, to serve in God's kingdom through the grace of God in the power of the Holy Spirit. We've looked at the call of Samuel and some of the early disciples. We've looked at Jesus' invitation to all of us, come and see. Now I wonder how you feel about being called, how we call to serve God in God's kingdom while we're here on earth. Do you feel anxious, fearful, worried about what God might expect of you, of the sacrifices you might have to make, of the danger you may be in? Are you like Peter? Do you jump out the boat? race to do it and then look around and get a bit fearful and start to sink? How do you respond to God's call? Because God's call is upon all of us. How do we hear God's call? Now I've said about the hearing of God's call is that we need to be perceptive, we need to be open, we need to be discerning. We need to pray for that spiritual discernment so we know when God is calling us, what God is calling us to do, and when we're supposed to do it so that we do it in the power of God and not our own strength. Now when we look at the world today, God needs all of us, each and every one of us, to respond to God's call, to go out and heal and minister to the sick, to find the lost, to free the prisoner, to feed the hungry, to bring peace and joy and love to others. There, that's just a small list. There is so much that we can do. And I feel sometimes that we are fearful of doing it or we feel a little anxious. And when I feel like that, I go back to my favorite psalm, and I'm going to share it with you today. It's Psalm 139. Because it is a psalm that reassures us that God knows us inside out. And there is nowhere we can go where God is not already present. And if God calls us, God equips us. So we need to put, all we need to do actually is put our hand in the right hand of God and God will lead us. We are assured by the psalmist of God's complete knowledge and care for us. And how God knows our words before we even speak. God sees everything we're doing. God knits us together in our mother's womb. There is, as I said, absolutely nowhere we can go where God is not present, whether it's the heights of the heaven or the depths of the grave. God is already there and God is love. And we are told even darkness is not darkness with God. And we are also told that God sees us before we're born. So no matter what God calls us to do, we need to go out in confidence knowing God already knows us. God knows our strengths. God knows our weaknesses. God knows our challenges. God knows what we need before we even ask. And therefore, we can go out in strength. So let me just quickly read the psalm to you, Psalm 139. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down, and you are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in the shul, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, your right hand shall hold me fast. 
Surely the darkness shall cover me and the light shall surround me. And we are told, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. For it was you, God, who formed me in my inward paths. You knit me together in my mother's womb. And I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Therefore, and this is why I love the psalm, when we read the words and we believe those words, we should have absolutely no problem responding to God. We should be able to say, let it be as you have said, God, because we are your servants. We need to respond with confidence and trust and move out in that unwavering faith because God knows everything about us. God is with us. God will strengthen us. And there is no darkness with God. So today, I think I'm actually issuing a challenge to all of us to be aware of what God's calling us to do, whether it's something small or whether it's something big, and to step out in faith and do it in the power of God through the grace of God, because we are all called and we are all called to serve God while we are here on earth and to grow God's kingdom here. To wrap up this morning, be still for the presence of the Lord. The Holy One is here, and Lord, I lift your name on high. Thank you so much for listening to me. May God bless you and your family and your loved ones. And I pray that you have a wonderful week. If you need to get hold of me, you can do so on Shona at hot1027.co.za. Sunrise with Shona. Hot 1027.